Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to Locked On Royals, your team every day. We're back with the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking all about your Kansas City Royals and all of baseball today. This weekend was great for the Royals, was great for baseball. And this week, baseball postseason begins. The magic is in the air. It's that special time of year, even though Kansas City won't be in the postseason. Why should you still check it out? Why should you still watch? Who's our winners? All of that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals and email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. So thank you for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single day, every single morning. We're free and available on all platforms. And welcome back to the show. This year has been a rocky season for myself, uh, for the Royals, and for this podcast. Um, you know, losing my mom in May really threw everything for a loop and off, and uh, it's why that the podcast has not been as consistent as it should have been, uh, as it needs to be, uh, and as it will be moving forward. So I appreciate the uh, courtesy, the hopeful forgiveness, and all of that moving forward. But we're back now, uh, and and basically. Just going to wipe the slate clean and, and move forward and, and start from today and, and move on from today, taking it one day at a time uh, on Monday. we got a bonus episode uh, for the entire postseason breakdown with our national experts, Paul Francis Sullivan and also uh, Jeff Carr there on Locked On MLB. Today at the end of this podcast, I'm going to play for you a quick 14-minute clip from our new national experts including former MLBer Gordon Gordon Beckham, who are, you are all familiar with, who played in the big leagues. And so uh, hear what they think about today's wild card, Red Sox-Yankees, and the entire postseason as a whole, what's like to play in the postseason uh, and just play Major League Baseball, kind of get that uh, ingrained knowledge. And I think it's a great thing this network has incorporated more of that. I mean, we've got a former NFL quarterback, uh, a former top 10 pick in the NBA draft, and of course, Gordon Beckham uh, on the network as well for the for the for the baseball side of things. So that is great. There, this show's brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com amazing selection, reliably low prices with the parts your car will need. RockAuto.com. So this weekend was awesome for baseball. It was, it was totally awesome. Now it could have been more awesome, <laughs> right? But you cannot you cannot decide the outcomes of these of these games based on that. Um, what I mean by this is for. About 12 hours, would you say more than 12 hours, we were staring down the barrel of a 162 amazing slate of games, which we did get. We got amazing games, 162. But we also could have seen 163 with a four-way tie and moving parts here and there, and it's so complicated, I'm not even sure how to describe it. All in all, even without getting 163, baseball has won. 
We have seen baseball get bashed and bashed and bashed. Myself included has done the has done the bashing um, for over a year now with their handling of the pandemic and the laboring negotiations with that uh, and just the overall sensibilities of baseball and, and trying to change the game for the worse. And, and I mean, you know, you're seeing that whenever you're making all these real adjustments to play, pace of play and yet your games are still longer than they've ever been. So like, why did you change the game we love to try to you know, grab a new audience that will never come to baseball? And in that process, you're making it longer and thus ruining everything, right? You didn't make it slower. You changed the game that we love and everything about it changed. So they deserve that criticism. However, if you're going to criticize baseball, you also have to be fair and praise baseball. And this weekend was fun for baseball, great for baseball. And I hope that this postseason will be great for baseball. I think it will be. I think this will be a great postseason. Um, and I hope that baseball can build on this momentum in the offseason. I really hope that we don't get bogged down with those labor negotiations again this year. And the new CBA can be done discreetly behind closed doors and efficiently because the teams in this postseason have a chance here to captivate audiences. Forget about the length of games. Forget about all the other factors. People will watch the postseason in any sport. The postseason always in baseball is high drama. And the teams who are going to be on that platform have incredible personalities. People will be, you know, kind of introduced to this great White Sox club with all these great personalities like Tim Anderson. People will be, of course, drawn to how great the Dodgers are. And there are so many more great storylines around this league. I mean, you have the Astros who love them or hate them. They bring out emotion. And emotion has been what baseball has been missing compared to other sports where, for example, Trey Young did the same thing in the postseason. Love him or hate him, he made that relatively boring Knicks and Hawks series in the first round become a must-watch event because how is he going to be the heel-turned-villain this time? How will the Garden react to him this time? Things like that are what bring your sport back to relevancy. And I think that that will happen this year. I think there's going to be storylines that stop you in your tracks and you're talking about baseball even on Football Sunday or Football Monday or Football Friday. right? You're talking about baseball throughout this next month. And so seeing how baseball builds on that in the upcoming offseason, in the upcoming months, will be huge for the sport itself. Now, this weekend was great. Had a lot of fun games on Sunday. Obviously, you know, didn't end the way that you would want it to because I think that we're all rooting for chaos and all rooting for that 163. But the fact that you still got walk-offs on 162 that mattered and that meant something were incredible. And for the Royals, the fact that Salvador Perez ties the home run record was awesome in its own right. Of course, did not break it, but did tie it with Jorge Soler. And no disrespect to Soler, but given it's a tie, I think that most people will remember Salvi's season more than Soler's season. And this season has felt MVP-worthy from Salvador Perez, not just a home run fest. So that'll help Salvador Perez, too, in the record books. And look, this is two straight years now of Perez being otherworldly at the plate. I don't mean good, I mean otherworldly. And it was easy to dismiss uh, 60 games, had a hot start, great job by Perez in 2020. Pandemic season, what can we make of this? He did it again this year. Didn't miss a beat at all throughout the season. 
So why would he have that decline next year? So you're going to be in the middle of a run here where Salvador Perez is one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in baseball, while playing that premium position of catcher. So it makes this offseason even more important for Kansas City, even more important for the Royals, even more important to get a team into the postseason next year. And it should be easier than ever. You should have the expanded postseason next year with this new CBA, but still, got to get there. As we embark on this postseason, and this postseason starts tonight, Yankees and Red Sox, two of the most storied franchises of all sports, and of course, in this sport particularly, it'll be on ESPN tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. Let's do some predictions for the postseason, then get you out to our national experts and tell you where to find them. But first, I want to say right now, but are good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all of the parts that your car would ever need. So let me tell you what I love about rockauto.com. What I love about rockauto.com is that I know absolutely zilch about cars. Nothing. Sounds crazy, right? Why is that your favorite part? Well, at rockauto.com, they have such a great website, an easy-to-navigate website. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, money, and resources on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. I also love the fact that it's almost anonymous, right? Like, if I go into a brick-and-mortar store, the second I walk through the door, those sales clerks, an alarm almost goes off, right? That's a sucker. We got a sucker in the building right now. I can I can convince him that windshield wipers cost 300 bucks. And I'd say, okay, I'll pay the piper. That's what it costs. That's what it costs. I'll pay the piper, right? So at rockout.com, they don't know me from Adam. They, they can't see me or gauge my knowledge of auto parts. And so with that, do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics get the same great price. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, low parts your car they need, rockauto.com. Save money, save time, go to rockauto.com right now. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. rockauto.com. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I want to say right now, thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single day. We're available for you each day right here for free on all platforms. I want to run through my postseason predictions, then get you to our national experts, including former player Gordon Beckham coming up. So wild card tonight, I've got, Red Sox, Yankees, I've got Yankees over the Sox in Fenway. This is an all-time scary game for me. I I really don't have a, a an official lean either way in terms of like a pick I'm confident about. So you're filling out picks right now, probably with the NFL. And like some of your pick pools have like that confidence scale, 1 through 10. This would be like scale 3. I think they'll win, but I'm not confident in the Yankees just with their season they've had so far this year. In the NL side on the wild card, Dodgers at home against the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Dodgers here because they're simply more talented and I simply like Scherzer more than Wainwright. 
But there's something about that Cardinals team. There's something about them that feels Nationals-like, that feels Royals-like, where they could upset the Dodgers in a one-game, off-game, whatever situation, right, in the wild-card game. Then move on and take on what's been one of the best teams in baseball all year long in the Giants and beat them. And anything can happen after that. So there's something sneaky about these Cardinals teams, but I'm going to go seven on the confidence scale, Dodgers advance. Cardinals, though, that's that's a fun game worth watching. I think that both these games will be entertaining and that this might be the best set of wild card games ever because you're going to have the ratings for these two games. Number one, you've got the markets of LA, Boston, and New York. Also, you have the market of the Midwest. I mean, St. Louis, I know that there were big rivals, but St. Louis is a baseball town through and through. And they draw on the television ratings the way that these big cities do. So that's going to be, television-wise, the best set of games we'll ever see in the wild card, but also competitive-wise. Like, I don't look at either of these games and think, you know what, this is going to be a big blowout. Because on paper, the Dodgers should be much better than the Cardinals, but just the way that they've played this year and the play on the field, I don't see how this is going to be more than like a two-run game on either side for either team for either wild card game. And if you can keep it within three, then every inning, every pitch will have that, you know, cutting tension in the room. And baseball needs as many of those moments as they can get. So I've got that going uh, for the wild card. Now let's move on to Yankees Rays. I love the Rays. Give me the Rays over the Yankees. I think they're going to advance. I think they're a great team again this year. There's just a formula there, right? There's an identity there. I have the Rays moving on. Sticking with the AL, Yankee, you have a Astros White Sox. I believe in the White Sox a ton. I think this is the most interesting managerial matchup where you have Dusty Baker against Tony La Russa. I think I'm going to go with, in this matchup, the White Sox. But you cannot underestimate the playoff experience in this matchup. Because it's another matchup where I say, ah, this is not going to be dirty in a blowout, right? So, like, the Yankees, I could see getting blown out and just, like, mopped with the Rays. Like, the Rays just have their number. The Rays know how to pitch them. They know how to play them. The Rays just are better than them strategically, managerially. On the, on the field-wise as well. So, like, that's a series where uh, I could see it getting away from the Yankees early. In this series, Astros-White Sox, I think it's competitive the entire way through. Each game's competitive. I'd be stunned if we saw a lopsided game either direction in this series. And so when games are that close, when it matters that much, right, experience matters. Having been there before matters. Getting to draw from your past matters. The Royals had experience in 2015. They came back, they beat the Astros, went off Korea, who did not have experience. Experience matters a ton, and the, and the Astros certainly have way more, way more than the Sox. But I'll still take the White Sox. I've got White Sox, Rays, and the ALCS. Now, in the NLDSs, I'll take the Brewers over the Braves. I think this is going to be another tight series. I don't love either of these teams. 
I think they're just kind of a lame duck team. Both of them are for whoever advances the CS to get beat by whoever advances from the Dodgers and the Giants. But I'll take Brewers to advance. I'll take Dodgers to advance. I've got Dodgers, Brewers in the CS. Dodgers go to the World Series again. Now I have a White Sox Rays in the ALCS. And I think that eventually that lineup in Chicago wins out. Chicago goes to the World Series to face the Dodgers. And then the Dodgers and the White Sox play in the postseason World Series. I've got the Dodgers repeating again as champions. And this could all be ripped to shreds in like, what would it be, 29 hours? Like a full day from now and then a few hours uh, from right this moment. But that's what I got. That's what I'm feeling. How are you feeling with the postseason? Let me know on Twitter at uh, Lockdown Royals. Also, you can let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And again, I, I just feel like this, this postseason could be big for baseball. It could be big for the sport. It could be big for everyone involved. And I hope that it is. hope it's a great postseason, great games. And they carry that momentum into the wintertime, into the offseason, in the next training camp, you know, next spring training. So all that's great. We'll have our national experts on the other side coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts, and they are fantastic. They have a new website, new interface. It's user-friendly. It's incredible. They're back and better than ever. It's your number one spot for pro and college football this season. They're great. I use them all the time. You can use them right now for the baseball playoffs, for football, for the Chiefs on Sunday night. You can use them wherever you have website capabilities, your phone, your laptop, whatever it is, by going to betonline.ag. Whenever you create your account, sign up today at betonline.ag. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our code Locked On. That's our code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to, to take advantage of all the amazing offers available on the 2021 season. But online is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sport action. But online, where the game takes you, but online.ag, code locked on, receiving your bonus over there. But online.ag. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Now, I want to play this clip for you. It's 14 minutes long, and I just think it's great for you to hear it, right? So so this week, the Lockdown Podcast Network has hired uh, a ton of former athletes, a ton of national experts, um, a ton of uh, studio hosts, and we're creating more of a national footprint to where, for baseball, your national insider is Gordon Beckham, who has played in the big leagues. Of course, you know the name, you know his story, um, and he'll help us break down Baseball games, big baseball events, and his first one uh, since being hired is right now with the wild card situation and the postseason. And so you'll be hearing from him all the time. You know, I'm not going to play every single clip of Gordon Beckham's Locked On career, but I do want to give you his first one. You know what it's about. You can find this on the Locked On MLB YouTube page uh, and also podcast feeds as well. So you can see him. You can see his interactions on there uh, for you. He played 11 years in the big leagues. Of course, played all throughout the division with the White Sox, played with the with the, uh, Tigers his final year in 2019, um, and all throughout the AL as well. Uh, so you can go check him out 
on the Locked On MLB YouTube page. And also here's clip right now for his thoughts on the postseason. So here it is, Locked On MLB. Go to YouTube and subscribe and find this video and like it as well. What's up, everybody? Daniela Bruce here with a Lockdown Now Insider Report. The MLB wildcard matchups get started tonight, and here to break them down is Lockdown MLB Insider Gordon Beckham. Gordon, it's great to meet you virtually. I'm excited to get this thing going. We've got some great ball games. Yeah, we really do. I mean, the two matchups we're about to talk about are, are really marquee matchups. Obviously, Yankees, Red Sox, what they've done in their history, amazing. And then you've got such storied history on the Dodgers and Cardinals side as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about, to be able to like understand the dynamics of these games moving into Tuesday and Wednesday. And that's for sure. Let's start with that Yankees-Red Sox matchup. We'll get that tonight at 8 p.m. So I'm sure everybody will be glued to their TVs. As you mentioned, this is a very marquee matchup. It's it's exciting to see them in a win-or-go-home situation. And we're going to have Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees against Nathan Evaldi for the Red Sox. Who has the edge in this pitching matchup? Yeah, I mean, two two marquee guys. Eovaldi has really uh, had one of his best uh, seasons ever uh, as as a pro, and he's doing it in, at an important time with the Red Sox this year. Um, obviously, Garrett Cole. Everybody knows about what he's what he's got. I mean, the whole sticky thing earlier, sticky stuff thing earlier in the year. Um, you know, people thought he might go down a little bit on his RPMs and all that, but he's been just as good. Um, it, it's interesting because. Uh, get, both these guys have done very well all year. Uh, Eovaldi has dominated uh, the Yankees until the last start. So it's Im- important for him. If he's able to do what he has done most of the year, the Red Sox are going to be in great shape. Problem mm-hmm. is he gave up seven hits and seven runs the last time that they played, and it was just about 10 days ago. So that's fresh on the uh, Red Sox and Yankees' mind. Good for the Yankees hitters thinking, okay, we've just done this. We just got him. we got to face him again. That's good. And then thinking uh, back for the Red Sox, they're like, well, Eovaldi's basically done this all year. He's handled them pretty pretty uh, well all year. So all he's got to do is just revert back to what he was. Um, I think Garrett Cole is is tough to bet against. I mean, he's just got nasty stuff. But if the, uh, if the Red Sox come out swinging and get on his fastball, it could basically be uh, a tough day for Garrett Cole because he really relies on that, on that fastball, that heater at the top of the zone. Uh, to really rush hitters and get them off balance so uh, with his off-speed stuff. So I'm going to say Garrett Cole, but it's close. It's inter- It's going to be a great matchup. That it is. And on the other end of things, both the Red Sox and the Yankees have struggled offensively at different points throughout the season. So which offense do you trust more in this win or go home scenario? Yeah, I think right now I trust the Yankees. Um, I think yeah. that they're they're trending in the right direction. All you know, while uh, Boston had uh, a couple guys like Devers get hot this past weekend, the Yankees is just a better, deeper lineup in my opinion. I just think that there's some some serious pros um, there, and you've got Giancarlo Stanton uh, and Judge, who are the two kind of the the Nate the the focal points of that lineup. They're both swinging the bat well. They've really uh, just at the end of this uh, season has really stepped on the gas. And uh, when you when you see Glaber Torres at the top of the lineup too, you kind of see that he's really had a little bit of success, small sample size, but he's had success at the top of the lineup. So I, I like the Yankees lineup from top to bottom a little bit better. Um, and I just feel like in uh, in a game like tonight, I just feel like they're going to show up. 
You mentioned earlier the history between these two teams. It's going to be an incredible matchup. What does having a marquee matchup like this in a wild card game do for the Major League Baseball season? Oh, I mean, it, it, I think it just adds so much emphasis on just a small sample size, like one game. And, and as a baseball player, I, part of me doesn't like it because uh, baseball is not supposed to be decided in one game, but that's also kind of what makes it fun. I mean, the last time they met in Fenway for a do-or-die game, um, it was 43 years ago, and uh, Bucky Dent hit a go-ahead homer uh, to win the game, and there was a, apparently a lot of uh, middle names were given uh, the name Dent uh, after that after that series moving forward because of what he did to Red Sox fans. And uh, so it's, this is a special time. I mean, Fenway Park is one of the most storied, uh, you know, parks in all of baseball. The fact that you're going to have a play-in game with that kind of crowd and that kind of atmosphere is just going to be – it's going to be electric. Uh, everybody should t- be tuning into it. And, and just the matchups in general. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, they've been doing this for a long time. They've got a lot of history, and they hate each other. So it's going to be a, a fantastic game to watch. It's always fun to watch two teams that hate each other. That makes me the best baseball, right? (laughs) All right. And we're going to look ahead just a little bit, Gordon. We know that Tampa Bay has been pretty dominant this season. They have been a powerhouse team. Do you like the chances of either the Red Sox or the Yankees matching up against Tampa in the divisional round? Yeah, I, I think that the it's it's amazing what the Rays do year in, year out. I mean, they don't ever make big splashes in the offseason. They seem to kind of cobble some stuff together, and then next thing you know, they're the best team in, in a juggernaut of a league in the AL East. And uh, so I, I, I do think that there's going to be a chance. Anything can happen in the playoffs. There's, you know, it's it's best of five, so you got to win three games. Um, it, the, the Rays just keep finding ways to win. Uh, I do think at some point that's going to run out. I don't have them going all the way to the World Series again this year. I think they're going to hit a buzzsaw um, either in the first round uh, against one of these two teams we're talking about or, or in the second round against the White Sox and, and Astros. I just don't understand how they keep winning. I mean, but that's also kind of their secret sauce uh, is the fact that they kind of put together a team mm-hmm. that is not exactly sexy, but at the same time they just show up and they play. And I think that it's uh, – it's going to be tough uh, for either one of these teams, Red Sox or Yankees, to win. But I, I do think that there's definitely opportunity to uh, move on to the ALCS. Playoff baseball, anything can happen, like you said. And before we get right. to the National League wild card game tonight, or that will happen tomorrow night, excuse me, but what is your prediction? Is it going to be the Red Sox or the Yankees? God, uh, <laughs> I think I think based on my answers, I have to go with uh, the Yankees. I think that Garrett Cole's the more marquee uh, guy here. Um, maybe there's a chip on uh, Eovaldi's shoulder, and he's ready to prove to the world that he can take uh, the guys into the postseason. But um, I just think that the Yankees, um, they're just going to find a way to win. Um, the Red Sox have been great at home. The Yankees have been great on the road. So it's going to be an awesome matchup either way. Um, I, I'm, I've got the Yankees pulling out a win in Fenway. So you've got an amazing matchup tonight. And tomorrow night, we've got the National League wild card, which is the Dodgers and the Cardinals. The Dodgers had a historic season, winning 106 games, but they did fall one shy of the San Francisco Giants on the NL West. And then the St. Louis Cardinals also had an, a historic win streak at the end of the season. We talked about how great their September was before we got on here, Gordon. They won 17 games in a row down that stretch. Which team is in a better spot heading into this wild card game? It's really hard to say. When I was doing kind of my research on these two teams, I, mm-hmm. I started with the Cardinals and I looked. And I'm like, yeah, I knew about the 17-game win streak. They went 21-2 and two over that span, I believe, yeah. uh, over a 23-day span 
in September. So when you have like that going, I'm like, well, obviously they have the, you know, the leg up to go, to go into this playoffs and they're, they're hotter. And then I look at the Dodgers, they're 18 and three in their last 21 games. So as much as I was like, wow, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are feeling it and they're going to be going to the playoffs and and look really good doing it. um, I'm not so sure. Both teams are super hot. I mean, I just, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever heard of two teams being this hot going into the playoffs. I mean, both teams have great lineups, great pitching, but I, both in terms of hotness, <laughs> um, they're both on top of the on top of the spectrum uh, in the big leagues right now. They are on fire. I mean, the Dodgers won the season series four to three, and they split a season or a series recently in St. Louis uh, two to two. So um, it, it's anybody's game. Both these teams, both these matchups are very evenly evenly matched. Okay, so let's start with talking pitching for this matchup tomorrow. Adam Wainwright will take the mound for St. Louis, and the Dodgers will have Max Scherzer on the mound. How do you see that matchup playing out? Right. I, you've got Adam Wainwright, who's like basically the fountain of youth. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it looked like he was going to leave the game. Uh, he just didn't have it, and now he's come back. He's done amazing. 17-7 and seven with a 3.05 ERA uh, this season. Uh, that's that's good for a anybody, and he's he's 40 years old. And then you obviously got Max Scherzer. Max pitched to a 2.48 ERA overall, but since he's been in a Dodger uniform, he's at a 1.98 ERA. Mm-hmm. So he is feeling it in Hollywood, and he definitely likes the fact that he's in a different on a different team going to the playoffs. I think that the you've got to. You've got two different dynamics. You've got a guy that's done it a lot more in Wainwright, and you've got a guy that's probably going to win the Cy Young uh, again in Scherzer. And so I think in terms of stuff, I face both these guys. I As Wainwright and Molina are a great, great team, but you've got Scherzer with nasty stuff. So I think stuff always wins in, in, stuff, in, in games like this. If Max is on, uh, it's going to be the Dodgers um, and, and his pitching that are going to take them where they want to go. So if either Wainwright or Scherzer are struggling, what is the bullpen strategy in an elimination game? Yeah, I, I like the Dodgers uh, set up a little bit more, especially as you get later on in the in the game. Um, you might even see Luis uh, Urias uh, get into the game, you know, in the bullpen to maybe bridge the gap to get to Trinan and Jansen at the end of the game. I like the, the fact that the Dodgers have those guys in place. Um, the Cardinals have have, had a little bit of a swinging door in their bullpen. Uh, they've had a couple of different guys closing and, and lately, um, they've had, uh, Cabrera, I believe, uh, doing most of the saving, um, excuse me, uh, Gallegos. And, and so it, with that swinging door, there's a little bit of uncertainty. So I I like the fact that the, the Dodgers bullpen is, is basically set up, uh, the way they want to, they've had it going on for a while. And both those guys at the end of the Dodger bullpen are absolutely nasty. I've faced them both and I don't want to face them both. There's a reason I'm retired and, uh, <laughs> and, and sitting here talking to you about it because they are just really, really good. It's guys like that that got me out of the league. So obviously the Dodgers have to take care of business tomorrow night, but how hard will it be for that team not to look past the Cardinals and onto the giants who awaits the winner? The, the fact that the Dodgers have won 106 games um, and they're going to go play in a one-game playoff is just amazingly yeah. crazy to me. Uh, I just don't even understand it. That is an amazing, amazing season. Any other year, they probably have the best record in the in the big leagues, and here they are fighting for their life. Uh, no, I think that uh, it's, it's a tough, 
tough blow for them because they're going to then have to set up their pitching. Um, Scherzer, my guess is if they do win, he's not going to be able to throw game one whenever that is. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's all part of like what they, they didn't beat the, the giants. So them not beating the giants and uh, basically puts them in this position. Uh, I, I like everything they have going on there. They have a their stack lineup. Very good. Um, special teams. Um, but definitely want to see like what happens in this game because this game is basically a uh, a marquee matchup with teams that are basically storied franchises and so it's going to be just an awesome awesome battle in, in Hollywood. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited for both of these matchups that we've talked about, Gordon. One final question for you: Give us your prediction. Is it going to be the Cardinals or is it going to be the Dodgers? Yeah, I like the Dodgers. Um, I think that they're too good. Uh, as hot as the Cardinals have been, the Dodgers, like I said earlier, have been just as hot. So when, when you have two teams that are that hot, then you just go on who's had the better year, right? Uh, well, the Dodgers have been better. They've been 16 games better, uh, which is not a small feat in a season of 162 games. So um, I like the Dodgers, Max Scherzer. I do like the fact that it is going to be uh, a toe-to-toe game, but it, um, and I think it's going to go deep into the game, but the Dodgers are going to find a way to pull this out and then they're going to go battle their, uh, their NL West foes and the Giants up in the Bay. Well, Gordon, I know what you and I are going to be doing tonight and tomorrow night. Thank you so much for joining us to preview what is going to be a great couple of nights of baseball. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Look forward to it. All right. And thank you all for tuning in from insider analysis to local experts. Check out your local Locked On podcast for more. Locked On, your team every day. 